Welcome back to Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here again with my other co-host, Sloan. Sloan, it's good to have you this week. It's good to be here, Josh. Um, always good to see you. Uh, it's fun to listen to last week's podcast with Brian and Matt every time they do it. Um, really special one last week, which was nice to listen to. Hopefully everybody listened to it. Um, and uh, yeah, just good to be talking about the playoffs. How you doing, man? Where are you at uh, these days? Uh, I'm in Los Angeles right now. I got in last night uh, at nine and the airport was so busy that we had to walk three miles to uh, get to the car to take us home. So we walked. Wow. Yeah, we walked out. We walked out of the entire out of all of LAX uh, out another probably mile and a half out to an in and out like outside of the airport. It was wild last night. So so you and where was it? Uh, Louise's parents that were picking you up? Yes, it was. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So fortunately, they picked us up. But LAX is as bad as they say it is. It is you, a horrible airport to fly into. You landed 9 p.m. local. What time did you leave Hawaii? One forty-five. So I didn't get to okay. watch the. Honestly, I have the timing of my flights has been pretty horrible i wasn't able to watch the arizona game or the mm. uh jacksonville state game i think you see we played is that who it was jacksonville just jacksonville yeah. okay yeah <laughs> i guess yeah that would, that would make more sense because jacksonville is not a state um but yeah i have not been a good purdue fan over the last couple weeks i tried to watch some of the games on recording but for some reason, they wouldn't let me like huh. replay them in Hawaii, so I've I've been a little out of date. But one thing before we get too far, I do want to say, if you didn't listen to the end of last week's podcast, you should go back and maybe just listen to the last five minutes if you didn't get a chance to, because I, I do want to agree with your point there. Thank uh, you. That you made. Yeah, it's tough that your flights were scheduled. You said the Arizona game you missed, and then last night's game. So that is tough. Yeah, the two games that we had over the course of, what, five days, five or six days, you missed both of them because of flights that that's a bummer yeah i wish i would have been able to see the arizona one i feel like last night's game it's kind of one of those games where you're glad if you have a conflict when the game is on because Mm -hmm. you're like this game sucks anyway but yeah uh, i know mike and mike didn't go last night becca and i ended up going last night um which was fun but yeah just that's the type of game where you know it's going to be a beat down and it's just you're just happy to be there you're not really expecting much excitement it was fun to see some big plays but you could tell some people were leaving early and it just because it was such a big blowout. So you didn't miss much, Josh. Is it your first game of the year? Uh, we went to Moorhead State earlier in the season back in November. Oh, nice. And then That's we'll fun. have we'll be at Jackson or Eastern Kentucky next week on the 29th, a week from today. Nice. And then that'll be it. Well, that's pretty fun. I mean, going up to West Lafayette, I feel like, are you on like officially winter break right now? Or are you? done working for the holidays uh we had we let's see we had a half day yesterday we actually had an all-firm luncheon yesterday that i didn't go to because technically i was still supposed to wear a mask after having covid um and it just didn't make sense to be around the entire firm eating and drinking sitting at tables with all of them so that was kind of a bummer but had today off i have monday off and then back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I have a half day Friday for New Year's Eve, and then New Year's Day off, and then back on Tuesday. 
is so today is your comp day for Christmas Eve then. Yes. Yep. Which is nice. I I like the having the four day, three and a half day week this week, and then having like a four and a half day week next week, and then another four day week after that, with just how the days go. So that's kind of nice, but it's going to be a bummer once January comes. I guess you do get the you get the little bit of the benefit with Martin Luther King Jr. Day having that day off, but then after that, it's like, oh man, I mean, you got really no big breaks for a while after that. Sloan, I'm but, surprised you haven't hit your billable hours goal yet. I oh, I did. Know. Okay, oh, yeah. why are you still working at this point then? You're billing because there's like, work to be done. Point? Yeah, I'm giving I'm giving money back. I'm giving free work back to the oh firm. My gosh, it is. That's I mean, sick. This that's first disgusting. year was a, it was a barometer for me trying to figure out how much I need to work and how I need to spread it out over the course of the year. I would say once I started getting within like uh, the end of October, I started calculating. Okay, how many hours do I need to bill per working day? And it was, it just kept getting smaller and smaller because I kept working like my normal amount. But over the last month, I've had to work, bill like two hours a day. And it eventually got to the point where it was like, you know, 0.2 hours. It, so yeah, it's kind of, I'm just doing the work that needs to be done and saving it for once January 1st hits and then start, restart that uh, calendar. It's Look a weird, you. it's weird. Is Are you a rarity? I feel like if it was, I mean, I know it's your first official, or this is your second year of work. Or no, you just finished your first, you're like a year. This is my first full-time, full year. Okay. So is it common? I mean, I feel like when you're in your first year, right, you're still like, you know, proving yourself in the workplace, whatever, going through all that stuff. Do other like more senior, like maybe third, fourth year lawyers, do they, once they hit their billable hours goal, do they just like call it for the year pretty much? Yeah, and everybody has a different quote unquote goal. So my goal is the maximum for bonus purposes because there's no financial benefit once you hit once you exceed that. Um, but our minimum is like 200 hours less than what I worked. So some people just hit that. Some people hit 100 hours over the quote unquote minimum goal. Um, and then some people we have one guy at the firm who built something like 150 hours more than I am billing this year. I mean, just absolutely worked his butt off. I'm not doing what that. Did you do that. Why? I know. Once I hit the the end of the line in terms of financial incentives, I'm not doing it anymore. So what? Key, well, it's it seems like you are. I mean, you're still going in. You're working next week between Christmas and New Year's. Like, what keeps you going into the office? Oh my gosh, nothing. Over the past month, it it's been so difficult. It was kind of nice having COVID because I was out of the office for like three days, and I was kind of just like doing the work that needed to be done and just watching Netflix World War II documentaries, getting myself through the day. So it was Have you good. seen a quiet on the Western front? Sorry? No, I, I was thinking about, yeah, well, I don't really watch a lot of fiction or like dramas and stuff like that. But after watching the World War II documentary, it had reminded me of all quiet on the Western front. And I thought about maybe, you know, I should give that a try. Cause I heard great things about it. I'm assuming you had watched it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it it's you know one of the most intense uh, like graphic movies I've ever seen. But you okay. know, if you're in your war movie phase right now, I feel like it's almost essential viewing at this point. Is it from the German perspective? Yes, it okay. is from the German perspective. It's all in German. The movie is in German, and that's what I was going to ask. I saw a trailer for it, and I'm like, am I going to have to read? But you are. Going I hear to it's worth it if you decide to watch. It's yeah. It's a. I mean. Saying it's a good movie is like, I mean, 
diminishes it a little bit because there's a lot going on. But uh, it's a uh, you know if you if you're watching other films that are like that, I feel like it's a it's a worthwhile watch. We might watch but, Inglorious Bastards tonight. <laughs> it's later. not similar to that, I would say. Right. That's oh, also a good right. movie. Yeah, that's a great movie too. Would so. you say that's a comedy? Uh, yeah, I think it has a lot of comedic components to it for sure. Okay. I was trying to describe it to Becca and I'm like, it's like, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. So it's sort of a comedy, but also super gory and has some serious parts to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny. It's a funny movie. I I, I think it's funny. I remember thinking it was funny. Yeah. But the, the world war two from the front lines documentary, that docuseries pretty good. You should watch it. if, If you have the free time, it's crazy, pretty graphic too. Like they don't hold anything back. You're seeing everything. Um, it's all, like remastered sort of. Mm. So it's all in color narrated. They have interviews with, they have interviews with people from both sides on all sides, which is just absolutely crazy to hear about. That's wild. Yeah. Um, so highly recommend it for those of you out there looking for something to binge watch over the holidays. Ooh, band of brothers. Another good one. Sloan, if you haven't seen that one, that's, that's HBO. Yes, that is, okay. I think it's uh, te- like, you're not universally agreed upon, but it's like an eight part mini series essentially, but it's a, uh, one of the best shows of all time. That's I what I've heard that too. I've never seen. It's very, yeah. Good. Yeah. Then, uh, I guess I'm more of a movie guy. Cause the ones I've seen are movies like Inglorious Bastards, Saving Private Ryan is another classic. Yeah. Um, but I'll have to take a look at all quiet on the Western front. We, Beck and I, we just, we got back from a run and we were just sort of, I was explaining her the historical timeline for world war one and how that, transitioned into world war ii the after effects of all that and all and just craziness man and stuff that's probably never going to happen again now that we have nuclear bombs yeah that's probably true i mean you know uh white guys getting into the history of world war ii i feel like is almost uh like obligatory i think at this point it's a pretty common (laughs) yeah for some reason you just get fascinated with it i mean it is a very very uh big historical timeline in the history of the world and just the the crap that happened my goodness when i was in hawaii last year i read a book uh it's called blitzed and it's about i was about to look check at the library to see if they had it because i had heard about it and i was like i hear it's a good book and just watching the uh footage of hitler i'm like dude this guy's tweaking out so hard i just i gotta read that book yeah, Louise recommended it to me. It is a, uh, it's a really interesting read, just about the impact For... of drugs, like on Hitler, and you know, even outside of Hitler, the German army. You know, like how fueled by. I mean, it's it's backed up, like there's support for it, but it's also just okay. like a really interesting theory on like the war and the, you know. The German army in general. It's, yeah. it's worth a read. You okay, good. It's not I'm a glad. Read either. Yeah. I'm glad somebody I know has read it because uh, that was one that I definitely want to read. Have you looked into like your ancestry, whether your ancestors fought and on which side? I'm pretty sure With it my being the Schaefer last name, you have to double check yeah, that. I think my grandfather fought in, in a war. I'm not sure which one. He died like when my dad was super young. And I'm not super certain on the history. I think we're at the age where not many of our grandparents fought. Because, like, my dad was old when he had me. So that's why my grandpa fought in World War II. Same with Becca. 
and her grandpa on her dad's side, her dad, her grandpa was older when her dad was born. Um, I think we talked about it with, with the group, the, the boys group and who all was, uh, had ancestors who fought just interesting stuff. I had my grandpa's, uh, dog tag still, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Wild stuff, man. You think you would ever fight in a war, Sloan? Like, if there was a war, would you fight in it? I was talking to Becca about that. I feel like I'd have to because I couldn't just sit back here and not, like, take part. If if there was a draft, I think that would be the one that I would probably get involved in. But then again, you're yeah, sort of forced. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're sort of forced to do it. But, yeah, I mean, I think I would because I'd feel bad if I didn't. If I had, if what if I you didn't guys. believe in, like, the cause of the war? Like, do you think you could still get behind it? Um, or do you think you would need personal conviction? I haven't thought about that because I feel like I guess my assumption is okay. Well, if there is one that I that the U.S. is getting involved in, then I automatically would be okay with that cause and be behind it. I don't know. Have you given thought thought to that before? Because that's sort of what Vietnam was like, right? Yeah, I mean Vietnam. Like, I can't imagine being drafted. I mean, that, wow, this podcast is really. We're really just going yeah. off the rails. <laughs> Honestly, anything to keep me from talking about fantasy football because <laughs> my team is such a fucking shit show. But uh, on uh, if there was a war, I think, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not very pro war. Let me tell you. I'm yeah, like, me, and me neither. <laughs> I'm not hoping that World War Three breaks out. I'm really hoping that there's no war. Um I think I don't, I think gout might exempt me from actually having to fight in a war. Honestly. I've thought about that. Like how what actually takes <laughs> you out from having to fight? Because gout, I feel like, is probably a big deal. I mean, if I had a gout attack when I was in war, I'm dead. Like I'm so right. dead. I can't even walk. Like, uh, Can, so there... I think. Go ahead. No, I mean, I'm more probably like an, an intelligence guy in the war. You know, like if they mm-hmm. needed to, like you know. Maybe something similar to what Joseph was doing would maybe be where I'd be willing to contribute my efforts. That would be my hope, yeah. thinking, okay, I have my JD. Maybe that would make them think that <laughs> I can just sit in some room somewhere and think about strategy and stuff like that. But looking at w- watching the uh, watching the documentary, I don't know if there were guys of Brian's size back in that war, like. Did they just not have guys that were that big? Because it doesn't like think about this when you're producing uniforms, you're producing rifles, you're producing things like that. You can't make these extra large things because it just doesn't make uh, sense on a scale perspective. So then you can't have guys that are six, five or six, six. (laughs) Brian's tall as hell. He can't fit in a tank. You think he can mean stuff like that? Brian being the being as tall as Brian is, it's a huge disadvantage if you're going to get drafted. I mean, you're right. every inch taller you are is one inch more likely to get shot. So That's I think, thing. yeah, like I Zach like might be the most war equipped of all of us. Right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be low and fast. You know, like and that's I, Zach. I mean, yeah, I don't want to diminish how horrible it would be to go to war but with the jokes that i'm making obviously it's right right it's a horrible yeah. traumatic experience uh and i don't think i'm equipped for it honestly at this point um you know gout has been pretty you know it's had its own impact on me and i feel like that's like its own that's like 
soft you know that's pretty soft so <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah there's i'm not a... ready i i'm not i i if i had to get drafted i would be i would be i mean the thing that would be weird though is like you know say i couldn't go because i had gout right what if all of you guys ended up getting drafted that would be like i'd be like okay i can't you know mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to be left like behind you know while all my friends are out there like i mean that's what not I'm saying. That that's a good reason like that's a horrible reason to want to go to war uh just because your friends are there mm-hmm. but uh you know it would be that you know whenever anybody came back it would probably be hard to pick those friendships back up you know like just the right. life experience would be like how was your last six months you know you're like uh, you know, was working, doing some financial analysis. <laughs> <Right>. like... <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm getting at with what I want to help out with a war. If there wasn't a draft, I would probably do it if I felt called to the cause. And also if all my buddies were doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, the boy, the boys, uh, you know, like they all have their units that they're called like uh, in the war, like, uh, like Alpha Charlie, uh-huh. you know, we're we're the boys, you know, like that's yeah, the, the betas. <laughs> yeah, <For> exactly. <laughs> Wait, uh, so I know we got here because you were talking about being sick from work, not going into work. Uh, is there anything else you have on the whole war thing? Because I do still have a couple of questions related to your job. Before, uh, no, I think that. that's it. What are the job questions? Um, so like could you just take vacation as long as you wanted to since you've already met your hours like why do you still have to go in yeah i mean our minimum our minimum billable hours is 1600 our maximum hours for bonus purposes like our bonus structure if you work more than 1800 you don't get any more incentive but between 1600 and 1800 there's a bonus incentive so i told myself okay if i work 1800 hours that's I'm going to get the maximum bonus for that year. And then after that, there's no point in working. So you could stop at 1600. Nobody's going to have a problem. You're just not going to get that financial incentive of the bonus. But you've hit 1800 though. So yes. why are yep. you still going into the office? Next uh, because there's work to be done. Like people need people are like, Hey, I need to get stuff done before the end of the year for tax purposes. So then I, I still have to do that work. But believe gotcha. me, I am trying to delay as much as possible until wow. 2024 but like i'm working on something right now it has to be done before the end of the year so that's the the work i'm doing so next year if you're thinking about it you would probably try and more evenly distribute your work throughout the year so that you wouldn't get caught in this weird december month where you don't need to work at all but you still kind of have to yeah but it's kind of nice because i like having the extra time off i can leave early if i want and i enjoy the work so i have no problem doing the work that needs to be done um mm. but i might i might even work less next year who knows um wow. we have a, vac- a week-long vacation planned in july for becca's dad's side uh family reunion in north carolina so that'll be fun um not going to the masters this uh, this upcoming year that's kind of disappointing um but stuff like that so we'll we'll maybe you know boys weekend i'll take i guess i took that off this year too but yeah i'll figure it out um are you done working for the year no so i took the last essentially two weeks off i'm you know i worked today um but i'll be i'm i'm off monday and tuesday of next week um 
Okay. And then I'm going to work Thursday or Wednesday through Friday. It'll be really quiet, so I don't think it'll be too busy. Basically, the whole rest of my team is taking off those days, so I'm just going to be doing some light coverage. Um, and then, you know, I'm seeing you guys a couple times next week and, mm-hmm. um, you know, some stuff like that. But it'll it'll be pretty chill. I, I think once the January 2nd is when things will start to get I, I was going to ask, January is probably going to be hell with all the year-end stuff you got to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's only our Microsoft's fiscal year runs from June or from July to June, so it's only in okay. Q2. But gotcha. With the Activision acquisition happening this quarter, it'll be not fun. So big stuff going on. Activision, yeah. great uh, company for video games involving uh, <laughs> war. War, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty trained, honestly, in the world well, of war. I put, I sunk hundreds of hours into modern warfare mm-hmm. too uh so think, specifically modern warfare is my specialty think about how fun yeah. it would be to get all the boys together with a bunch of xbox 360s and just have a land party of world at war zombies i know that's infinity ward but get <laughs> copies of world at war and just play the original zombies all night long and have a blast i think that'd be awesome i don't know where we'd get that many xbox 360s um but i think we could figure it out we have connections. I think it's, it's backwards compatible now, so I bet you could even just oh. play it on a modern Xbox. But that's uh, a good point. That was kind of what Mike's bachelor party turned into after he <laughs> threw up on the way to a funeral. So yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it, day that he was gone. I love talking became, to Mike. I'm like, hey man, you remember that when we, at your bachelor party? Oh no, you weren't there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember it being very weird, but. There's a bunch of his buddies hanging out at a guy's bachelor party and he wasn't there. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably for the best because we had our own problems to deal with that whole day. Thanks to Office and Merida throwing yep. up on the carpet. Of on a cleanup to do. So. Sometimes I still, when I'm moving my PlayStation, I'll see little chunks of dried vomit on my PlayStation. I'm like, yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't. I think I got it all cleaned up now. But I remember for like a year or two afterwards, I'm like still finding little bits that I hadn't cleaned, and I'm like, this is disgusting. But that's, it could uh, it could have been worse. That's pretty gross. It could have been worse. Honestly, Sloan, I kind of want to go this whole podcast and not even talk about fantasy football the whole time. I think I'm okay with would that. Be, well, we just I don't know how many people even going. listen to the podcast these days. Based I, on some yeah. people I've texted about who listened to it last week. Oh, do you know who listened to it last week? Do you know who made it through? I don't know. Who... I made it through. I made it through as well. I'll be a, a little late. I don't think I finished it until Saturday morning. No, me neither. Because we, we had people too. in town staying with us Friday night all the way through. Or maybe it was even Sunday morning. Yeah, it was Sunday morning that I didn't finish it. Because we had people staying with us from out of town. Um, but at, when I had finished it, I think. Colin, Tommy, and Ongood still hadn't listened all the way through. Um, which I think is pretty good. You know, that's seven that's guys by numbers, Sunday. Yeah. Which I guess it's five guys who weren't on the podcast through Sunday. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean fantasy football, who cares what happens the next two weeks? Right? I mean, I I mean, it's just so fucked like how my team continues to perform. I think I'm cursed in, in in the boys' league. I like there's something going on. I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. Every, I mean, 
every week I'm projected to be the top team and not by like a small margin. It's like mm-hmm. a significant margin. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it was 25 points last week. It was, you know, it was 10 points this week. I think something like that already. It's, you know, pretty much a disaster. Cooper cup and Alvin Kamara both have below average nights. Bijan Robinson, my number one overall pick from the rookie draft puts up negative points in the yeah. first week of the playoffs. That was weird against the worst run defense in the NFL. Like that was weird. I, uh, but things throws an interception. The last play of the game when I'm in third place, when I realized that the next morning, I'm like, Oh, I saw the final scores. I'm like, dang, Josh lost by less than two. That's wild. And then I got on the NFL subreddit and looked at that highlight at the end of the game. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, Josh lost because of that play or Josh came in last as opposed to third, just because of that play. Yeah. Which is tough. But that's how fantasy football goes. But as I was trying to get to, I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. Um, mm. Because. Uh, so I finished in first, just as a recap for the listeners, I finished in first. I'm at five and a half points. I had that half point advantage because I came in first in the regular season. Ja, uh, Dylan is at in second with three points. Tommy is in third with two points and Josh is in fourth with one point things could flip this week Josh and you could have six points you can't be in first um but you could be right there with me and looking at projections now you're projected the uh the second highest by less than a point behind Dylan uh Tommy I don't is think so I think I'm down now because yeah yeah you're you're second by less than a point from Dylan and then Tommy's at uh about three points three or four points behind Dylan and I'm uh about eight points behind Dylan but I don't my team is not doing well in terms of health I have it it was weird that I had Tyreek Hill out last week and I still came in first I thought that would be a major blow to me I also had Ramondre Stevenson out last week as well um, having those two guys who I think I'd started every game. I know I started Tyreek every game this season. I can't remember if I started Ramondre every game this season, but having those two guys out and still coming in first was a lot of luck. You pointed out uh, my really my quarterback's two best games of the season from both of them. Uh, McCaffrey had a big game, things like that. But Tyreek's still kind of questionable. He's still kind of hurt, so he might not play again. I bet he will play. Ramondre Stevenson, he's looking like he's uh, out as well. So obviously not great. I just like the guys that I'm starting. I mean, I'm starting Brandon Cooks. Um, I'm starting Gabe Davis, who had zero points last week. I don't think I I think I got lucky with this week one first place uh, result. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't even think second or or third even. So I really think the door's still wide open, but it's looking like Dylan and Tommy have that. Uh, the best shot but even you with having one point you're not out yet I mean sure I guess I'm not out but my team will continue to underperform uh I have no doubt about it I'm pretty much not locking myself in for last but I think the odds of me not finishing last are uh, like I don't even I think it's just me I don't know like I, I I there's no reason you should think my team would all of a sudden actually be good uh, two studs that I had played in last night's game essentially put up duds. I mean, yeah. Cooper Cup 7.9, Alvin Kamara 6 points. 
I just looked it up also. Christian McCaffrey last week had the third best fantasy game of his entire career. Um, yep. You know, you had an insane week last week. I mean, but that's the Raheem Mostert thing is absolutely disgusting. Like, how does he get 18 touchdowns? I mean, but you're going to get Tyreek Hill back. Like, I, I, I might get is, Tyreek Hill back. It, we don't know yet. I think he's going to play this week. I'm, I'm, I, I. He was just updated as questionable an hour ago. Um, so it could happen. I don't know. I mean, My big issues yeah. are Ramondre Stevenson is still out. I'm starting uh, Cook, Brandon Cooks. He hasn't been doing great. And I still have to start Gabe Davis. And he got zero points last week. Sloan, it, it's the, it, you know, I, I, I literally went through the app this last week to try and find a way to manually rename your team myself. <laughs> Because I'm not even kidding you. I actually tried to do this. That's I went funny. through the app. I was like, can I edit team names? Because I just wanted to make yours boom boys. Like I just yeah. wanted to, because I was feeling a little spiteful. I was like, this is, you know, team Sloan Schaefer is so boring. Like, let's mix it up a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's true. I mean, you have the number one overall fantasy running back and the number two overall fantasy running back uh, on the season. And still, the, I think Tyreek is still the number one fantasy wide receiver this season. Um. Baker is somehow actually really good this year. Jared mm-hmm. Goff at crazy games. Like, you know, McCaffrey getting 39 points somehow doesn't feel crazy. Like, it feels like, oh, that was a pretty good game. I mean, when you hear that it's the third best game of his career, it puts it a little bit into perspective. But he's had a lot of high 20s, low 30s games outside of that. Are you going to get a week like this every week? No. But, you know. Dylan's team isn't that great. My team obviously continues to struggle. I just don't think you have the competition. You know, it doesn't make sense to me why you don't have the competition, but it doesn't seem like you do. I mean, this has been the story of your whole season. You haven't been perfectly healthy yet. You continue to have high performances. So there's really no reason to think that it would all of a sudden stop this week. You've been consistently the best team all year. Uh, it's, I mean, it definitely started to slow down in the second half of the season. Those were my worst finishes, uh, because I had guys who started to get hurt. Kirk is out. Mark Andrews is out. If I had those two guys, I think right there, I'd be in a much better position. Ramondre's hurt again, this second week of the playoffs. Um, worst case scenario, Dylan comes in first. He's at, what does that give him? What's three plus he's at eight points. I'm at six and a half. So that's, I mean, that's not a bad worst case scenario, I guess, going into the final week of the season. So if I can finish higher than first or finish higher than last and get more than one point, even if Dylan comes in first next week, then I guess I still have a shot. But my team, it's just it sucks how banged up they are. And that's why it is nice to have those boom boys on the roster. And hopefully they'll show out again. Um, I'm hoping for a big game from Gabe Davis this upcoming week. The Chargers do not have a good pass defense. It's tomorrow night, Saturday night. Um, And and I did, you know, he's a guy who could go off for uh, 10 or 15 points, even 20 points if he has a good game. He's had some of those this season. Jameer Gibbs is another guy. Ayuk is another guy. Um, The nice thing about having McCaffrey and Ayuk is that usually at least one of those guys has a big game um, just based on how good their offense is and how many points they score. And then... Cooks, he has the opportunity to have a big game as well, but he's another boom-bust guy like Gabe Davis. And then Mostert and Tyreek Hill, similar to McCaffrey and Ayuk on the same team, high-scoring offense. Usually one of them is going to have a good week. Um, but it's 
the other issue that I pointed out in the group me is that I'm worried that the 49ers are going to have the number one seed in the NFC locked up after this week and then bench their guys weeks 17 and 18, meaning I don't have someone the last week. I don't have those two guys, McCaffrey and Ayuk, the last week of the playoffs in week 17. I haven't actually looked into the math on whether they can have the number one seed locked up, but I think they can because they have a lot of the tiebreakers with the other top teams in the NFC. Um, Mm -hmm. So depending on how the wins and losses line up this upcoming week, I think it's a possibility that they could have it, uh, the number one seed knocked up, uh, locked up with uh, (laughs) two weeks to go. (laughs) So that that's the, the, the curse of having, two really good guys on a really good team is that they might actually get benched and I get uh, uh, that's a detriment to me because of it. So not a lot of things going my way. The only thing going my way is the fact that I have five and a half points right now. Okay. Not a lot of things going your way is except I'm in first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in first place after the first week of the playoffs. I mean, what more do you need to go your way? Right. uh, To have a successful showing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you're right. There's a lot of, uh, ways your team could start to crumble but i don't know i i mean with the start my team just got off to i i think i'm your biggest threat but i only have one point and i basically need to finish first first the next two weeks to have a real shot to win um dylan's team i don't i i mean he got he had a good week last week devo samuel continues to go absolutely insane after he makes that trade with brian like and that was predicted right it was. It was yeah. predicted. I said Debo, 12 targets a game, I think is what I said. He hasn't had the targets, but he's getting two touchdowns a yeah. game, so he's making up for it. Uh, you know, that it's like what I mentioned in the group me. Uh, just know everyone listening to this. Brian, I think, uh, Brian and Matt mentioned after I did my last so, or my first solo pod of the season, they were like, Josh Shannon kind of sad. I'm at the darkest point I've been, I think, in my entirety of my fantasy football career as a manager right now. Uh, this is devastating i have put so much time and effort into building what i think even heading into the playoffs every team would have said this is the best team i will take this team Mm -hmm. 10 times out of 10 i likely will continue to fail uh and you know at this point i have no idea who to even start or sit like the team is deep yet like un so unpredictable it's just a mess so uh i'm at my darkest point right now the point of that being that uh, I'm going to probably be a little negative here talking about it. Anybody <laughs> that I acquire sucks and anyone who Dylan acquires is awesome. So just know you should never trade your players to Dylan. And if you want to sell high, you should always trade them to me. I think that's kind of the. Let's the run through, the through some examples. I mean, you, I think a lot of people like to look back on that trade that I made with Colin, where I sent him Javante CD a 2022 first that ended up being Garrett Wilson and uh, Antonio Gibson. And they like to say, Oh, Colin, that's a horrible trade. I would have mm-hmm. never done that. Uh, and I, in return, received, received Cooper cup, Debo Samuel, Travis Kelsey, and um, I forget. Who. Oh, De- Deandre Hopkins. Uh, basically none of those guys have been good in the playoffs. Cooper cup, uh, got injured last year after eight games when he was on an all-star streak. I got fourth in the playoffs. Cooper Cup, I mean, he's okay this year, but he's been really up and down. He had a decent first week playoff. Travis Kelsey puts up maybe his worst performance of the season last week. Um, 
DeAndre Hopkins, not even startable because the quarterbacks are horrible. CeeDee Lamb has been good, but I traded him away. Uh, sorry, I mean, Debo Samuel has been good, but I traded him away to Brian yeah. for Austin Eckler, who is now benched as a running back. Um, we'll even go to this year where I trade Puka, DJ Moore, two firsts for Diggs, Devontae, and CD. Obviously, CD Lamb has been a total stud, but Diggs had his fourth single point performance in five weeks. Devontae Adams had a decent week last week, but so unpredictable with the quality of that Raiders offense. So, um, like I said, I didn't want to talk about fantasy, but now I'm talking about it. So, disaster has struck for me. Um, and I'm just feeling I'm feeling dark about it. And I also there is one thing I really want to talk about uh, that happened last week that I do have a problem with. Uh, again, this is just kind of my mood right now. I was having a nice time at the start of the podcast. Now I'm in a darker place, but I want to give you some space because I know I've been ranting now for no. About I like two it. Minutes. People don't want to hear right. what I'm going to talk about. Okay, well, I mean, and I don't really have much to talk about. Everything went well for me. Yeah, I came in first. Cool. You had a great week. And and Dylan had a great week. Tommy is some I mean had a Tommy ass like the most Tommy week ever. Like <laughs> like gets third, you know, whatever. I and Tommy's team is in, in tough shape though. Keenan Allen likely yeah. not playing this week. Jamar Chase injured not playing this week. I think he's in a I, I have Tommy repeats again this year. It is it is it is manifest destiny that he is the best team in our fantasy league because there's no reason that his team should continue to be good too many injuries uh and it's really unlucky for tommy he has had you know maybe the worst injury luck this year of anyone in the league but the thing i do want to bring up is what happened yesterday it was sunday 7 22 in the morning i'm sitting out on my balcony enjoying a nice breakfast with louise and uh looking out over the ocean and I get a call on my phone, and it's Sloan Schaefer um, calling because he has so poorly managed his team that he realizes that Tyreek Hill isn't playing, and he needs to pick up someone on Sunday morning. Uh, and so just to relay the events for everyone that's unaware, Sloan calls me and says, hey, I want to change this. I say, hey, you got to pose it to the group, whatever. I say, fair enough. That's how the rules fair go. Enough. Easy, easy peasy. Goes into the group. Uh, and now my Sunday morning is consumed with monitoring this poll so that I can get the roster uh, right ahead of the starting lineups. The poll goes into the groupie. Initially, only like five or six people voted. Primarily yeses. I think Austin and I were the only noes. Brian also held out as no, but then changed his vote to yes. Over the course of the next 20 minutes, eventually the votes roll in. Eight for yes, two for no. Again, the two noes being Austin and I. Here's my problem. We talked about this heading into the season. We intentionally said every day should have waivers, even Sundays, because here's the problem with how things are set up. So we made an exception now to where Sundays players are free agents who haven't played. But there are NFL games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Do players need to be free agents? on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, no. do we want to start reintroducing to the league this dynamic of if you're paying attention to the news, you can go quickly into the app and add a player? Because I don't understand why it makes sense that you would be able to add players on Sunday morning before a game, but I wouldn't have time to add a player on 
Thursday or Monday right before game because waivers process at four. So they would process before the game starts. But your news with Tyreek came less than an hour before kick. So there's a scenario in which waivers could process, but I would still need to add another player ahead of those games. In my opinion, it doesn't make sense to pick one day only as free agent day. Uh, We don't have free agency in our league. We talked about it in the rules call. And then all of a sudden we get into week one of the playoffs. And the point that I made in the podcast, I want you to be here to defend yourself, Sloan, or not in the podcast, in the group me. You have poorly managed your bench. There are players that you have on your bench that should not be on, that would not even be rostered in a 32-team league, honestly. Salvin Ahmed is the fourth string running back on the Dolphins. He's a play for next year. And he's on injured reserve. He's a play for next year. Kate Otten is a young stud tight end. (laughs) And I'm glad I I have him on my team. I just think you got. I just think you got bailed out. I mean, like, okay. The good thing is like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't end up mattering, but right. The good thing is I, I, I ended up with less points than I would have if we didn't change the rule. Um, the, what, the perfect the perfect rule situation to fix all of these issues which i doubt is possible in the sleeper app just based on the ability to change the rules is that i would say maybe i don't know maybe like 45 minutes or a half hour because uh injury reports are required to be set by the nfl an hour before kick so that's why you don't get the news. That's why I didn't get the news of Tyreek Hill until noon on Saturday, on Sunday before the game. So he was listed as out. Great. I made the mistake. I thought that we could add people uh, within that time period for whatever reason, could, because that's how redraft leagues are set up and how I would say most other leagues are set up is that you can add those guys days of the game, the, the day of the game because of injury issues and injury news with the injury reports going out an hour before kickoff. So my thought in terms of rules would be you have a free agency period that is set an hour. It, the period for that free agency for any particular player is the hour before kick of their game. That would be nice. I, agree I think that, that would be, be ideal. ideal. So that would fix the issue with Thursdays. So if you have a guy who's get, who you think might play Thursday, but he ends up being out, you get that news at, 7 20 p.m. or whatever eastern time an hour before kick so then you have guys that you can pick up who will be playing that night if you want you know a backup guy who maybe not might not be rostered you can pick him up and that fixes your issue or you can put in a waiver for that for a guy who plays on sunday or monday you can put in a waiver that thursday night or you know friday night for a guy that you want to pick up for one of the future games on Sunday or Monday. Or you wait until that free agency period for those players an hour before their kick, and then you can pick them up if they already haven't been picked up. I think that would be the ideal scenario for a rule change. But I, like I said, I don't know if that's possible within the sleeper app. No, it's not possible. And I think the point we tried last year doing the thing where we manually monitor waivers and that was a total disaster to try and 
like get people to remember what the rules are. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I hear, I agree fully with what you're saying. I think it is, that would be the ideal way to do it, but I just, we haven't agreed to do it that way. And I think changing the rules for the first week of the playoffs, again, I'm really glad it had no consequence on the outcome of the standings or your team's performance. Like, but right. changing the rules the first weeks of the first week of the playoffs is no, I agree, and I didn't think people would actually agree to it. I I couldn't believe you got so much approval for it. It was well, Mike had texted me afterwards. He said, "I have been trying to get this rule changed forever," and I, I it's and I a agree dangerous precedent, though. Yeah, like you need if you're going to do it for Sunday, you need to do it for Thursday, you need to do it for Monday. Like, and I think we try to figure it out. And if we can't figure it out, then we just try to reemphasize, Hey guys. And maybe we say this can't be voted on during the season next season. Like if we have decided that we're not changing it, then it can't be voted on. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think for, for one, there needs to be no rule changes during the playoffs. And we could do we that. 14, yeah. We have 13 weeks of regular season to figure this out. We could make that uh, a rule for sure. But yeah, again, I'm ranting. I'm in a bad mood about uh, fantasy football right now. So you're, you're seeing me at my worst. Um, I, it didn't matter. We'll have free agents on Sunday. It is what it is. Um, you know, if you know your players potentially injured, pick up someone a little earlier would have been my advice. But yeah, uh, I don't blame you. Uh, Sloan, I know you said you have stuff you need to go do. Busy Heading to a Garen Catholic a, high school basketball yes. game tonight against Ron Colley. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope you have a great time watching some basketball tonight. We'll end it there. I don't, I, I think it's honestly, un, un, it's not good for my mental health to keep talking about fantasy. Um, but I really appreciate that we were able to jump on this week, get a podcast in ahead of the big games. I think they're still on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll have yep. some. Some big outcomes. Over the and again, days. if you have not listened to all of last week's episode, go listen to it. Yeah, if you made it this far with us and you didn't make it this far last week, the their podcast got uh, more positive as it went on, and yeah. mine, and and now I'm just uh, it's this has been a steady decline for the last hour. So yeah, it's tough being in the playoffs. You're, you're never happy being until in the it's playoffs. Over. Sucks. Like, yeah, it's so much worse than. I I haven't been at the bottom, but like being having expectations is not good. Okay, <laughs> whatever. All right. Uh, good talking, Sloan. We'll catch up again in a couple weeks once the playoffs are decided. We'll know our champion. Yeah, sounds good, brother. Always great talking All to right, you. See you, man. See ya. Bye.